0: Hello and welcome to Spirits Podcast Episode 4, Eros. And Psyche. Don't forget Psyche. Don't forget Psyche. This episode is jam-packed, full of action, romance, hurt feelings, betrayal. There's, uh, you know, nagging mother-in-laws. There's invisibility. There's tragic acts of romantic devotion. There's it's, talking towers. It's a bit of a telenovela. Oh yeah, it's, it's legit. It is probably the first... Uh, Greek soap opera. There you go. And we are back to the Greeks. Eros is someone that I didn't know was a person. I just thought that it was like a word that came up in literature studies of like the three classic kinds of love. One of them is agape. I don't remember the other one. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh shit, Amanda! I don't either. Uh, uh, my brain is saying stoicism. That's, That's not right. Not it. Let us know. <laughs> but we know that you're going to enjoy it. And what are we drinking today, Julia? We are drinking the most romantic of all wines, rose, <laughs> or the most girly. Uh, depending on your tastes, those can be the same. I don't really remember recording this podcast, so that may be a sign that we are two-ish glasses of rosé in, and uh, I hope that upon listening back to it, um, you will get the message. Enjoy this episode of Spirits. Amanda? Yes. Yes. What happens when love falls in love? Uh, a paradox? <laughs> not quite. Um, we're, today we're going to talk about um, eros and psyche. Interesting. In Greek mythology. Psyche, like your mind, your psychology, your kind of like soul? Well, in Greek it actually meant mind and soul. Interesting. Same kind of word. Sure. So like not your brain, but the part of you that is you. Yes. Cool. Um, and eros obviously means love. So, for those of you who don't know, Eros is the son of Aphrodite, who is the goddess of love. Cool. And is Aphrodite herself the daughter of Zeus? Is that, is that right? No. She's kind of like the sister of Zeus. Uh, she was actually born when Zeus cut off their father's dick and threw it in the ocean. What? <laughs> so, um, basically... what What then happened? Basically, the dick goes in the water. It foams up. And Ooh. out of the foam, Aphrodite is born. Literal sea foam. Like, literal sea foam, like, coming in a Botticelli uh, seashell covered in mm. hair and foam. When my mom told me not to touch the sea foam on the beach, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, that was no, terrible. it smells so janky. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Aphrodite... <laughs> Aphrodite, the sea foam goddess, uh, is the goddess of love. I will never look at seafoam green again. No, no, please stop. <laughs> too many puns. Too many puns. <laughs> we haven't even started. Oh, we haven't even started. Uh, Aphrodite is the goddess of love, sort of the, like, jealous goddess of love. Which right. Which becomes yes. super important in this story. I feel like I've heard stories of her being jealous before. The, I mean, is that, like, a characteristic of hers? I mean, honestly, in Greek mythology, the gods and goddesses get jealous a lot. Cool. The story of um, Eros and Psyche begins with a king and a queen in Greece. Cool. They have three beautiful daughters. Nice. Always in threes. Always in threes. The Very two nice. daughters, the two older daughters are absolutely gorgeous. Oh. Super, super pretty. But the third daughter. Ugly duckling. The hottest. <laughs> Didn't go the way I was expecting. No, she is the hottest. Wow, I'm sure her older sisters are really happy about that. Oh, super happy. Uh, and they're not the only ones. Um, so she has like suitors coming from all over Greece, all over the world, which is wow. like the Mediterranean. The Mediterranean basin. Yes. <laughs> um, coming to like win her favor, trying to win her hand in marriage. Right, be her suitor. Exactly. So much so that they're forgetting to make their sacrifices to Aphrodite. <gasps> I can see this ending very badly for the hot it one. It does not go well. And is the hot one Psyche? She is, right? The okay. hot one is Psyche. Yeah. Um so Psyche's she's not- I like that. I like I like thinking that my my inner self is like the hottest mortal of them all. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Your inner goddess is beautiful. Right. <laughs> Work. Work. Uh so Psyche's just like she's not like trying to do anything. She's like these boys are nice, like they're okay, like they're not really my types, but like got it? Right? If she I- has literally all the choices in the world, so yes. I can see her being picky a little bit. She's not even picky. She's just like, mm, "You're not doing it for me." Right so waiting for love to strike her exactly which (gasps) that's kind of a pun because cupid yes (laughs) cupid or eros we're gonna call him eros this time but cupid you think of the the same idea the bow is he a chubby baby or he's a person he's a hot hot guy Hot, hot man hot guy okay Not a baby. Got it. Makes was that more of a Renaissance thing? Mm, Yes, and more like a Rome thing. Oh, I see. Uh, Eros is like a hot dude, where Cupid is a baby. Cupid is the name in Roman. We're doing Greek. Got it. So the Greek Eros, god of love, attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who quintessentially has the bow and arrow? Got it. So like, and he makes people fall in love with like that's like the the love struck kind of cartoonish thing I have in my head. Is that really what it is? Yeah, pretty much. That's, like, that concept. He strikes the arrow at someone, they fall in love. Just at whim for fun or... Sometimes. Usually he, like, listens to his mother. His mother's like, those people should fall in love. And he's like, all right, Mom. Aw. Kind of creepy, kind of cool. Kind of creepy, kind (laughs) of cool. Depends (laughs) on... Greek mythology. (laughs) Colon. (laughs) Kind of creepy, kind of cool. Aphrodite's pissed. She is not being worshipped and someone is calling... Oh, yeah. Forgetting the sacrifices. Temples are dusty. Things are bad like and psyche suitors are calling her the second coming of Aphrodite. Like you would be pissed That's too. What you don't do to a jealous god. Exactly. So Aphrodite is like we got to teach this bitch a lesson. Oh no. And so she's like, "Hey, Cupid. You know what you're going to do?" And he's like, "What, mom?" She's like, you're going to shoot her with an arrow and make her fall in love with, like, a gross peasant. Oh, no. This is like a Midsummer Night's Dream where Titania shall fall in love with an ass. Everyone falls in love with asses. (laughs) So Cupid's like, all right. So he goes to, like, her sleeping chamber and is about to shoot the arrow. But as he's pulling it from his quiver, scratches himself and falls in love with Psyche. Wow. hmm Eros, that's pretty ham-fisted. The one... You had one, one job, job Eros. <laughs> you had one job. And that job was to stick a mortal with an arrow, not yourself. Let's let's keep in mind that the uh the Greek gods are not like omnipotent. They don't know what's going on. So Eros goes back to his mother, he's like, Yeah, mom, I, I shot her, she should be falling in love with that mortal any day now. Oh, meaning that they can kind of trick each other, right. like they don't have kind of all seeing dominion over you right. know all of humankind. So Eros goes back to his mom, he's like, Yeah, I did it. Like, you know, mythology be- would be a lot less fun if the gods couldn't trick each other. Oh yeah, absolutely, it would be boring. Um so he tricks his mother and then sends a messenger to right. the king. Okay. Psyche's dad. Right. And is like, listen, uh, you're gonna have to send your daughter to this cliff, and she's gonna marry this like gross monster thing. And As a sacrifice? Sort of. Like no, you cover pissed story. off, you pissed off Aphrodite. Now she has to marry an evil monster. And the dad is like so upset by this, like, this right. is my prettiest and youngest daughter. Like, yeah, how dare they? This baby. But so he said But it makes up. a certain amount of sense, right? Like they offended Aphrodite, and so there's some kind of punishment. And exactly. actually, it's Eros being a little bit duplicitous. A little tricky. Okay. Uh, so they like have like a wedding. Uh, instead of a wedding march, they have like a funeral march. Oh, Everyone's no. wearing black. Like <laughs> sending they, her off to her doom. They drop her off at this uh, cliff, and then the messenger is like, "Okay, everyone needs to leave." <laughs> and they're like, uh, "But he's like, no, you need to leave.'" And they're like, "Okay, because there is no monster." Because there is no monster. The messenger turns out to be Zephyr, who is the West Wind God. Ooh. I almost said West Wing there, but that's not <laughs> what I meant. The West Wind God, which is like the gentle breeze God. And I'm imagining it with the, with the voice of Jed Bartlett. <laughs> Martin Sheen playing Zephyr. Talking about like Latin conjugation or <laughs> Greek conjugation. <laughs> so what he does is he picks her up. He takes her to this field. And she, like, falls asleep, and when she wakes up, she's in a castle. Oh, wow. Ca- just like a pop-up castle. Yeah. was there. Of, it's just, all of a sudden, it's, like, there. She, like, wakes Like a holiday up. pop-up market, but instead, it's a castle in a field. Yes. <laughs> and it's, like, the super nicest thing. She's, like, wandering around. She's like, that's really nice granite. Oh, look, a nice mosaic. <laughs> and all the things you want in a starter home. You want. A starter castle. And she's just kind of like, wow, this is nice, but where is my creepy monster husband? Right. And a disembodied voice answers her. She's like, I am your husband. Let's go eat something. You cannot see me. And she's like, that seems super weird. He's like, don't worry about it. But it's not a monster, I guess. Does she think that the monster is elsewhere? Or does she think that, like, this is the scary part? She thinks that this is the scary part. Oh, okay. That her husband's just a voice. Well, she's not sure. She thinks it's like a trick of some sort where it's like... This evil monster is just like disguising himself as a disembodied voice. Yeah. She's like a little sketchy. Pretty sketchy. It's a little sketchy to her. But like slowly as the day goes on, the voice kind of wins her over. Like he sings her songs and like makes her a feast and like mosaic. And so she's like, hmm, okay. I I can get behind this. And so he like takes her to the bedroom. They have awesome sex. She still hasn't seen him yet. In the darkness. In the dark. So she so there's, she knows that so something or someone is there. Right. Because they have sex and right. she winds up pregnant oh. and it's like a whole thing. I that happens just right away. Oh, well, <laughs> everyone is super fertile in the Greek mythology. <laughs> it just happens. So what she ends up doing is she's like living this kind of lap of luxury lifestyle. But like she never sees her husband. It's, it's a little weird. weird. Yeah. And she's like, she's really enjoying everything. She really has only one complaint. She misses her sister's understandable you miss True. your siblings they all think you're like dead or married to a monster there's three of them it feels different with only you know yourself Just, around exactly i get it so she tells her husband this and he's like okay so he gets zephyr to go like pick up the sisters with his like wind power and drop them off at the house and uh gravelly martin sheen voice <laughs> <laughs> that's a messenger you can trust right come up to Pretty you much. i can't do a martin sheen impression but girls it's time to visit your sister moving on <laughs> Uh, so the sisters are like super happy to see Psyche. Like, oh my God, you're not dead or like weirdly deformed because right, of your monster yeah. husband. And she's like, no, no, it's like really nice. Like, look at my nice palace and like blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, but what about your husband? Because they're like, they're starting to get a little jealous. Like, this is way nicer than our castle. Like, you're living like the lap of luxury. Right. Like, what's up with this? She's like, not she's married. She's married. They're not. Uh, and she's like, well, like, I haven't seen my husband they're like what do you mean she's like well he's invisible (laughs) they're like that's weird she's like "Eh, it's a little weird they're like no no he's probably like a vile like flying serpent thing and she's like he doesn't feel like a vile flying serpent thing she's like they're like no no he is and then she's like well what if he is wow classic older sister just ruining her happiness oh absolutely like so jealous that they have to (laughs) ruin everything for her so the sisters are like you need to find out like if he is a vile serpent thing and so she like the sisters get flown away again, and as it's over, they go home exactly. And Psyche hatches a plot. She's like, "When he's sleeping tonight, after we have awesome sex, I'm gonna take a candle and a knife, and if he's a vile serpent, I'll kill him, and then we'll like, I'll to like, you know, to keep protect, the castle, protect herself, keep the castle, make sure her baby's safe because she's still pregnant. Oh right. And so she like in the middle of the night, she like hides, like, a knife under her pillow and, like, pulls it out and lights a candle. And she, like, puts it over his body. And it's not a vile serpent thingy. It's It's a a god! It's a hot dude! Oh. It's a super hot dude. Best possible outcome. And she's like, oh my god, this is the hottest guy I've ever seen. And, like, while she's flipping out over that, she accidentally spills a little bit of the wax on his Uh, chest. Classic of course wakes him up because he's not super kinky like that <laughs> and so or maybe he springs out of bed like let's do this except <laughs> no either way right, he wakes up he wakes up realizes he's been seen right yes oh And no. he's like oh my god you betrayed my trust <gasps> and flees oh he disappears the castle disappears she just like left stuck in a meadow by a river and she's like I don't know what to do oh, now. No. This is super in weird. In her nightgown. <laughs> She's probably naked, let's be real. Um, she is just like, Nothing so again upset. about the, the Venus painting in this in the <laughs> show. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, she kind of, she wanders her way back home. She finds her sister. She tells them, I was married to a god. And they're like, well, we want to be married to gods. And like, knowing that. Uh, no apology. No. They totally messed this up for her. So they're like, hmm, well, we want to be married to God. So they each like individually go to the cliff where they had dropped off Psyche. Right, to send her away. And they're like, yo, Zephyr, bring me to Eros. And then jump off the cliff, (gasps) assuming that he's going to pick them up. Which he doesn't. <gasps> do they plummet to their deaths? Yes, they do. It's very like stepsisters in Cinderella, oh, yeah. where they like, get their eyes pecked out of the Self-sabotaging, right? And they kind of exactly. like, get retribution. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad, but I kind of get it. Yeah, like they were kind of dicks about it. They so. were. Like, they totally ruined her happiness. And like, also, like they're just like, oh, I'm pretty enough for me to marry a god. No, Let me not, jump babe. off a cliff. You're not the second coming of Aphrodite, are you? Nope. Understandably... Her husband's gone. Her sisters are dead now. Oh no. Her parents have kinda of like shunned her. Of course. Well, yeah. Um, they're like basically pretending she's dead. So Psyche isn't sure what she's gonna do. She kind of starts wandering the earth, she throws herself at the like at the feet of like different goddesses, like begging because- for help. Exactly. She becomes a priestess for Demeter, that doesn't help. She becomes a priestess for um Hera, that doesn't help. Finally she's like You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to become a, like, mistress of Aphrodite. Interesting. So, like, a servant of Aphrodite, who is her mother-in-law? Yes. So, what is her aim? She wants to get Eros back and apologize? I think to, like, uh, some way she wants to win back her love, because she really did love him, even if Eros thought she didn't trust him. So, makes sense. Go to the mother-in-law who hates her because she's jealous, Mm -hmm. I assume. Yes. And also is, like, the goddess of love. So if anyone's going to win her back her love, it's going to be Aphrodite to help her out. I bet that doesn't work out simply. Aphrodite is still pissed. Even more pissed, probably, because she stole her son away from her. And her her. son is now sulking. And the son is, like, off sulking somewhere. It's like he doesn't know where. Right. Aphrodite is kind of just, like, a bitch to her. Like, she gets treated like an intern at a really big company. (laughs) Aphrodite sends her on a bunch of different missions in order to prove her like loyalty to her and also her worthiness to her son. Okay? So the first thing she does is like Aphrodite is like going off to like a like god feast. And see, so she like pulls like literally it's like Stray of Cinderella. She like throws a bunch of like different kind of grains and she's like, sort this before I get back. And Psyche's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? Giant pile of like seeds and like stuff. It's like giant pile of like grain and seeds and all sorts of things. Classic pointless intern task. <laughs> exactly. Intern to unfuck this filing room. <laughs> and so Psyche, like a fairy tale creature, just decides, like, let me grab some insects from this tree and like Aww. have them sort it for me. Enlist the the, you know, fruits of the forest exactly. to help me out. And Psyche's like also in there, like kind of plucking them as she can. Alright, she's trying. Um, and so by morning it's done. And Aphrodite's just like pissed that she actually got it <laughs> done. Whatever you finished. I'm like, oh, here's <laughs> a scrap of bread. Enjoy. Aww. So, uh, she passes the first, uh, the first test. Good for her. Then the second test is she has to cross a river and fetch golden wool from violent sheep. Violent sheep? Violent sheep. I've never heard of sheep being violent. I mean, like, they're like the ones with the horns who will like ram into oh. you and stuff like that. All right, well. Yeah, like they're, and they're like, like the sheep of the sun or something. So they'll like ram Special. into you and like kill you. And they're like god sheep. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, looking across this river. She's like, what am I going to do? I might as well just drown myself in the river. And then Apollo, fuck boy Apollo, is just, like, hanging out. And he's like, hmm. This hot girl seems to want some stuff for my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll help her out. Classic Apollo going for the damsel in distress. So Apollo teaches her how to make like an instrument out of the reeds in the river. Why? Which soothes the, uh, <gasps> the sheep. The sheep, And she's able to like shear the sheep without them like trying to kill her. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of like changing a fussy baby. Yes. Yeah, distracted somehow. Exactly. <laughs> um, so she succeeds in that task. And meanwhile... All right, second task. I'm assuming there's going to be three tasks. Is that tasks, true? Actually. Oh, dang it. Missing. But there's, there's like three and then the final task. Okay, so okay, fine. okay. Um, so This isn't like the nine gyms of Jotun, <laughs> you know. Jodo? Jodo. And Kanto? That's the one. Pokemon reference. <laughs> um, so, Mangled Pokemon reference right. it's even worse. So every day is just pissed that she's like kind of getting right every time her she chest. succeeds like, gets she's, just like, she's like she sorted stuff she how dare her be so good from, at this she got wool from sheep she's good with animals <laughs> god damn it um and so mad that she actually in a fit of rage and is yelling at Psyche Uh-oh. reveals the fact that Eros is just like chilling in her household like Uh-oh. recovering from the wound that uh Uh-oh. Psyche gave him he's like he's like a whiny wound. child sulking but now she knows where he is. But now she knows where he is, which is why she continues. She's like, "Okay, I know where he is. I'll keep doing this until he like, if until I prove my love to him." Okay. And so the next task she ends up doing is she's given a uh, crystal vial and she has to go to the river sticks and fill it with water. And so it's just like a rocky volcanic area filled with dragons. Wow. Yeah. You can't get much more hard to pass through than that. <laughs> Pretty much. So Psyche, like, shows up. She's like, there's all these dragons. I'm just a pregnant lady. Oh, gosh. I can't, I can't fight dragons. And so another fuckboy that's been watching her, Zeus, is like, (laughs) you know what? OG fuckboy. And he sends a bunch of eagles down to fight the dragons while she's getting these vials of So uh, Zeus just takes pity on her? Or Zeus likes seeing Aphrodite's plans undone? A little bit of both. Okay. They're all trying to fuck with each other. Like, right. that's just how the Greek myths are. They're like always trying As to mess with each other. As the oldest of four kids, I, I understand this impulse. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so she's able to retrieve it. Aphrodite gives her a task that she's like, I'm going to give Psyche a task that is just like impossible. Right. Like, try, just, to, try to trip her up. There's no way she's going to do this. So Aphrodite goes, Listen, I need you to take this box. And go down to the underworld, oh man. and get Persephone's beauty uh, that doesn't sound very easy it's not because one it's the underworld, and two it's Persephone, and three it's beauty, an intangible force well it's it's the Greeks they think they' make it tangible kind of somehow. Tangible. <laughs> love love is a person, <laughs> so is it so people don't go into Hades that often, right uh, it's like not a thing you can do. you go in and you don't go out exactly. <laughs> There's, like, been, like, three people who went into Hades and then were able to come out. Wow. So what does she do? So. Does she know how to do it? No. I feel like I just, I don't know how to get to And she's just like, she's like, you know what? This seems really hard. Yeah. I'm going to climb onto this tower and commit suicide. (gasps) No, please don't. But she doesn't. Because the tower, like, somehow comes to life and starts speaking to her. So not just the crickets of the forest, but also stones. Just talk to her. Inanimate objects. It's fine. Wow. Um, so it basically tells her how to get to Hades and how to survive getting to Hades and coming back. That's very convenient. <laughs> so it tells her the path to go down. Tells her where to go. It tells her you, you can't talk to anyone until you're in Hades. you you can't like talk to anybody on the way there to be distracted from your path or would that like magically entrap her in some way it's kind of very like uh in like fae stories you can't like eat the food on the way there or or else you're trapped he tells her to do that he also tells her to bring treats for cerberus the guard dog (gasps) that's so sweet it's so cute that makes so much sense and then to me it's like Quick piece of practical advice, Julie. Before we continue, if you're on a long car ride with children, the most important thing you can have in your arsenal is snacks. Oh my god! Yeah, That's you have to much. you have to distract the wailing creature. I kind of picture it as like every um every like spy movie where they're trying to break into somewhere, oh, like a pink panther, panther caper, right? Where there's like a guard dog, and oh, they like yeah. throw stakes to the guard dog, throwing and then it gets snake. distracted. Oh. and so uh, he tells her to bring the snacks for Cerberus. And then he tells her, you need to bring coins, point plural coins, to get past the ferryman. Oh, sure. The guy who ferries you across in the boat. Exactly. That's why the Greeks would bury someone with one coin so that they ha- would have the, uh, oh, the toll. The fair, right. The fair to go across the river. she needs two. She needs two because she's got I feel like back. I totally would have forgotten oh, that. Oh, exactly. You totally <laughs> would. Um, and I feel like a lot of myths forget that, and I'm just like, well, how did they get back? Uh, so everything goes according to plan. That's a very convenient tower. Can we just return to that for a second? <laughs> Do we know anything more about it? No, it's just like, thank you, tower, and she goes. <laughs> <laughs> everything goes according to cl- plan. Oh, wow. She ends up meeting Persephone, like, in the throne in the middle of Hades. Sure. Um, and does Persephone have some sympathy for her? Persephone was- is usually, like, a cold-blooded bitch. Oh, no. But Perse- Persephone's like, nah, I feel you. Respect. Respect, yeah, and gives her the beauty in the box. Um, Do we know what that beauty? Psyche is? doesn't see what the beauty is right. when she puts it in the box. Cool. Um, so she managed She gives her second toll to the uh, to the boatman. Gets him. out, uh, walks back, is into the overworld again. Sunlight hits her face, but the problem is she's like. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, no. And so she, in very Pandora method, opens the box. What's in the box. What's in the box. Never open the box. Is like a magical sleep. And she instantly like falls into a coma. Why? Why does it represent beauty? Well, I mean, I don't know the actual answer, but when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, the Greeks are like you need your beauty rest. Aww. <laughs> that's that's so fitting. I was thinking something like either Persephone was sabotaging Aphrodite, right? And mm-hmm. like wanted to knock her out or something. Mm-hmm. Or potentially that when a mortal opens the box, she sees something different than the god would. Probably. But the beauty sleep, that's, really cute. that's pretty adorable. And Absolutely. headcanon, I'm choosing to believe that that's true. Got it. So as psyche is like asleep at the edge of the uh, underworld right on the precipice yeah exactly at the same time eros is finally like recovering from his man angst oh his, his little his little heart wound has healed oh yes they literally in the mythology they say that the wound over his heart had healed and turned into a scar Aww. which is like poetic but also like really like it was it was a burn so Eros comes out of his uh, angsty man cave. Yes. And... His childhood bedroom. Pretty much. <laughs> Where he's been fawned over by his mom. Yeah. And so... Oh, Aphrodite is essentially, like, answering the phone, like, no, Eros is not home. Yes, he's very busy. Pretty much. <laughs> and Eros, like, realizing that he's still in love with Psyche, oh. and knowing that his mother is still super pissed about the entire thing. So he's woken up. He... Pops out of his bedroom window and flies off to go find her. Really? And because there's like that emotional connection between them, he's able to like find her right away. Bella. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) like that weird twilight scene where he's like coming to her in dreams (laughs) but not really um so he finds her he draws the sleep from her face which is like the phrase that they use but basically like wakes her up lifts the right lifts the veil of sleep yeah put it puts it back in the box cool so she can fulfill her mission Mm -hmm. and then wakes her up by pricking her with an arrow that does not harm uh so he then like picks her up lifts her into the air and then carries her uh back to uh mount olympus cool also like dropping off the box with his mother on the way there all right so task fulfilled Task Evergadi's fulfilled. Like, fine is like huh i guess i'll <laughs> guess i'll send her on another one and eros is like no mom so he goes to zeus and he's like listen Zeus is the arbiter right so he can kind of decide how to yeah scale. he's like the patriarch he's the king he yeah. gets to decide like all the greek gods like fights all and their stuff. petty disputes exactly so he uh eros goes to him he's like listen My mom's being ridiculous. I love this woman. She loves me back. I know she's immortal, but, like, can we, like, make it work? And Zeus is like, you know what? That's chill. We can do that. You can marry her. And then uh, they give Psyche ambrosia which is the, like, drink of the gods and also grants mortals immortality. Oh, gosh. So she becomes a goddess as well. And they are united in a marriage of equals. Happy twist ending! It's super, super cute. He tells Aphrodite to back off. She has to, like, accept it. Um, And then he also says that their union will redeem Eros of his history, provoking adultery and sordid liaisons. Wow. So she, like, literally made an honest man of him. That is amazing. So how is their kid? Is the kid okay? Uh, The kid is great. He's born and uh, he becomes the god of pleasure in Greek mythology. That's a little bit creepy. (laughs) A little bit. But this is such an interesting and different kind of myth. So the human prevails Uh the god is put in her place Mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty unusual is it not normally it's the gods kind of like playing with us like we're their pawns absolutely and she's a she gets to prove herself right she doesn't get rescued she you know she goes and and wins her love back exactly she like wins everyone over she fights back she like wins him over while pregnant wow like like literally like a female pregnant superhero yeah she's great and like In sort of, like, the allegory of it all, it's, like, that representation of when um, the soul and love are, like, combined and, like, can create great things. And it also, in Greek mythology, they talk a lot about the phrase that comes up is, uh, there can be no love where there is no trust. Wow! So it kind of proves, like, she trusted him so much that she, like, went through all these tasks hoping, trusting that he would come back to her and, like, give her back the love that they had. Yeah, and he learns to trust her again, right? Exactly. Like the, the kind of the inciting act here was her betraying him. Mm-hmm. And now they decided to, you know, look each other in the face spiritually. <laughs> and actually. Literally. And embark on their new life together. And, like, everyone kind of wins out. Like, love conquers all in this. is a pretty is profound parable. Exactly. And, like, so different than most Greek mythology. Usually it ends, like, really tragically. Be too ambitious and die. Yes. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> right, much. or whatever. Or look Humorous. in the box and die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in this situation, it's just, you see love and the human soul prevail. And it's, like, so interesting as, like, a myth. And as Because like it really is a, a meeting of passion and intellect, right? Of passion and, and reason. Yes, they don't just have that initial attraction. It's not just the fact that the arrow pricked him and he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. They they have to decide to recommit to each other. Mm-hmm. And isn't that such a trope that we see all the time? Talk about you know the same myths or the same stories recurring again and again in human life, whatever, 3,000 years ago mm-hmm. to today. We still see rom-coms where they have an initial kiss or attraction or one night stand. And then everything goes to shit and someone then they reconnect at the end. Right, exactly. Someone has a betrayal or someone slept with their ex or whatever. And then at the end they have to decide, okay, you know, a clear head now outside of the the initial passions they decide to recommit to each other exactly wow the greeks have stuff to teach us sometimes sometimes usually it's kill your father and create a weird sister <laughs> out of the foam and ocean <laughs> oh you reminded me again no yeah. oh. <laughs> and sometimes it's the passion of love and human soul coming together this is a little bit less sweet was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod. Allison Wakeman designed our logo. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. Our website is spiritspodcast.com and you can also find us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings to go along with each show we are so thankful to those of you who signed up to support us already every little bit helps as we get our first season off the ground if you like the show please share it with your friends on twitter on facebook wherever you want and leave us a review on itunes as lame as it is as much as apps remind you to review them all you have is my sultry voice in your ears pleading with you to please rate and review us if you like the show And listen, we're listed in the history section rather than the comedy section. So what I'm saying is we're totally coming for you, Lore. Here's hoping. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.